Hey guys, this is one of my lectures on my introduction to database engineering Udemy course that I decided to also publish on my YouTube channel just because, just to show you how I really enjoy just this community. You know, the what I started in, in my Udemy uh, courses, I started a new section called uh, Answering Your Questions Q and A, where I get very valuable, beautiful questions on, on on the course that I can't just answer on text. It's just very hard. So what I did is I just, I created a new section and that section I create lectures and those lectures, I try to answer some of these questions. And this is the Q&A session for November 2021. Enjoy and if you want to get the course, we'll be in the pinned comment below or just go to database.husseinnasser.com. Enjoy the video. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcast. With that said, let's get on on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody. It is November 20. 21 and you guys have submitted uh, uh, a lot of good questions uh, in the month of october so i thought i'll make another video another lecture where i answer those top picked question that i picked that i felt that are interesting and then answer them in detail and i really enjoyed uh, making the October video and you seem you guys um, seem to also enjoy it and as it gives you this you know it's almost like a live experience almost not quite but uh, how about we jump into your interesting uh, questions I'll try to answer as much as I can but uh, usually I always give it lengthy answers right then all the questions that I'm gonna go through are already answered uh, but uh, I'll I'll provide my own in-depth uh, answer when i when i go through them so uh, one answer 70 one question uh, 17 hours ago from alex when the question goes as follows why can't i get bitmap uh, index scan with the last sql statement so this is this particular question is, is is very related to one of the lectures so they were trying to uh, go through the lecture which I explained bitmap index scan index scan and table scan and they were following uh, apparently they're following my uh, 
lecture and they executing the query, but they were giving different results. And this is absolutely normal. Different result in, in terms of the plan. The database depends on the version, depends on the patch, depends on the nature of the query, depends on the, uh, the statistics of the, query, uh, of the table at that point will give you a different plan, but it, it better give you the same result, right? So we, when I do something, when I show you something, and, and I show you that, oh, the database at that point cho chose that plan, in version, in the new version of Postgres, it might decide to change their algorithm and pick a different plan. So just keep that in mind. With that out of the way, this is actually explainable. So here's here's the query they were executing, right? So here uh, they're showing uh, the uh, the grades table, which is around a million row here, and uh, this is the query they were executing. Explain select name from grades uh, where grade is greater than ninety five. Can we expand expand this? I guess we can. Maybe it's better this way. Yeah, where the grade is greater than ninety five right and the id is is less than thousand so just to go through the table again the schema itself and 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 thank you so much alex for uh giving us fantastic screenshots for so we can go through this in a, in a nice manner so the grade uh, schema is like this we have an id field and this is the uh, default primary key on this particular table right and it shows here grades primary key right uh, so we have a primary key that means it is unique by default right, on the ID field. And there is another uh, index on, uh, on the grades for these students. And uh, it effectively has uh, a, just a normal index and they are including the ID as part of the index here. So this is a non-key column and this is a key column. All right, so the query... The query goes as follows. It says, hey, where G is greater than 95, give me all the students that have their ID less than 1,000, and only of those 1,000, give me those who scored more than 95. All right? The query doesn't, make, doesn't need to make a sense, right? But just understand what is it doing. And every time they execute this, they are getting an index scan, right? So the question is why they're getting an index scan. Well, they're selecting the name of those students. That's what they're doing. So the question is why, right? As opposed to a bitmap index scan. So what is a bitmap index scan? I already explained it, but it doesn't hurt, right, to explain it again. A bitmap index scan is, is, is a technique, I think it's especially... In, in Postgres, but I think other databases implement them, where if there are multiple index indexes, the database will scan the first index, but not to uh, to get the actual rows from the index that satisfies a particular query. No, it finds the pages that might have those results right so uh if because one page and, and guys you gotta watch the video that uh, i just added it in october this is a very critical video where i explain what is different between a page a table a row or ids all these things these are fundamental 
building blocks that you need to understand. So when I mention them, it may, they make sense. So a page have many rows, right? So the index will actually include two pieces of information when you find a particular value. If I, it points to the row ID and it points to which page this row lives in, right? A bitmap index can only take note of the pages. So we'll, we'll, we'll scan the index, find all the candidate rows, but discard the rows and find the pages instead, right? So we're going to come to why. The pages will definitely have more rows than the actual values that we pulled, right? They were going to have more stuff and more stuff that we don't need, definitely. But here's the thing. It builds a bitmap kind of index, right, of, of, a, of a, like a bit gate where it says okay oh and this gate is all zeroed out and if it detects like oh as a result of this scan i found page zero I'm, i need to pull page zero page one page 17 page 19 that's what it does does nothing else right and then it scans the other index it says okay i'm gonna now scan uh, grade 95 right whatever that's a diff different index it does exactly the same thing it says it, it take notes of what pages it needs to pull. So it's gonna pull, so we said zero, one, two, and 17 for the first index. The second one is, uh, I don't know, uh, three, four, five, and 17, let's say, for example. So the f second index gave results three, four, five pages and page 17, and the first index gave one, two, three, and page 17. Now the, the Postgres says, okay, we'll we need to and. And is the, the best thing you can do in a query. And eliminates a lot of garbage. And in this particular thing, we and those results. When you and means the row must exist in both index uh, search space, right? So if you have a row that exists and uh, you found it as a result of page three, but not in, uh, in the first index, then you just eliminate it. As a result, the only page that's shared between those two indexes is page 17. So you, the, the Postgres will discard page 0, 1, 2, and will discard page 3, 4, 5. Discard means eliminated from the result, and just literally takes these two bitmaps and does an actual and between them. So 1, 1, 1, it's going to be ended with 0, 0, 0, and you're going to end up with a with a new bitmap with only bit 17, which corresponds to the page 17, to be pulled. So you go and fetch just that page. Beautiful. So now when you go back, this is called a bitmap index scan. No, this is not enough. You go to the heap. Now you have to go to the heap. And I talked about, about what a heap is. Go watch that video. And now when I jump into that heap and pull page 17, I have to reapply those uh, filters. And this is called, usually when you see here, uh, it's called filtering, right? You apply a filter on the heap itself. So you pull page 15, and then now you pull all the rows in page 17, and then manually goes through these rows and then filter out. Okay, I need uh, ID 1000 and uh, whatever. I, I need ID less than 1000 and grade more than 95 and since you have the g and the id in the heap you have everything you can you can definitely do this filtering that's what's that's what a bitmap index scan so sometimes postgres will decide to do that right to to optimize certain situation and this it seems like a way a, a case where 
it should, right? There is an and, there are two indexes to scam. Why did Postgres didn't use the bitmap index scan? So what, what Postgres thought here is, you know what, we could be smarter than that. Because bitmap index scan can be expensive because you're scanning two indexes, right? Look what Postgres did here. Postgres looked at this and says, oh, wait a second. You're querying, you want IDs less than a thousand. And Postgres actually have statistics. What is the ID? ID is a primary key. When you say ID is a primary key, that definitely means it will have some statistics. Says, okay, is this a positive in integer? It will. That means the values must be th that we're going to look at between zero and 9999. We will only need 999 rows at maximum. So the moment Postgres realized that it's going to only work with 999 uh, rows, it automatically flips. Says, Wait a second. I don't need to do a bitmap index scan. Let me go. I don't even need to scan the, uh, use the other index. I don't care. Let's scan the ID, the primary key, pull all those, pull all the ID less than 1,000. So now you're going to have a lot of rows, right? Uh, uh, rows from 0 to 999, but not all of them is, is the actual results that you want. Some of them will have grades greater than 95. Some of them will have less, right? So you need to be careful of that. So what Postgres does, say, okay, now I'm going to pull all the pages, right? What pages do you need to fetch, right? Because I need to go to the heap anyway, right? To, to do this result, right? Uh, because they need the name. The name is not in the primary key ID uh, field uh, index. So now it, it takes a uh, mark of what pages need to pull and goes to the heap and pull those pages. And it, it should be a page or two or maybe less. It depends on them. Uh, on, on the size of the rows and all that stuff and then put these pages now what it does it just goes through them and then literally just applies this query okay since we fetch the heap we have the the grade fields let's just filter them manually and this was way faster Postgres decides than uh, actually using bitmap index because because the result is so small if Alex increased this to more than thousand I don't know what the number is, to be honest, because it's, it's an implementation detail. Who knows? It's heuristics at the end of the day. If it, if it means ID less than 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, then Postgres, oh, 30,000 is a lot of rows. I'm not going to scan an index and then go and fetch all the rows. Maybe I can eliminate some, some pages by doing a bitmap index. All right, guys. So that's uh, one question that I found interesting. Apologies for the change of scenery and the audio quality. I'm currently traveling and my video was cut uh, due to uh, something I had to take care of something, but I had to finish the lecture for you guys. Uh, you know, the Q&A for November 20, uh, you know, November 2021. And uh, we have a very interesting question here from Rakesh and uh, it's a three-part question so we're gonna uh, uh, answer, try to answer this question and then just uh, call it a, a day how about that because it's just uh, there is no time uh, to go through more questions and uh, guys let me know how do you enjoy these kind of content uh, I think it's beneficial so the question goes as follows 
how to choose the order of columns to create a composite index. So I saying my question has three parts. If I have a query that does a filter uh, on say 10 columns joined by an end, is it advisable to have a composite index on all 10 columns? Let's assume for simplicity that this is the only query for this table. Um, so think about this, right? I already answered this an hour ago, but it's always good to kind of add more details when, uh, when we explain things like that. So when you create an index, specifically composite index, composite index is just an index on multiple columns. And the way it is designed, it is it will be these columns, all the values of these columns will be added together as a tuple right, in the index and, and index accordingly. So it means... It really depends on the data type of what are you indexing and the number of columns you're indexing as well. And this increases the index size because if you're indexing a lot of columns, that means all these entries, if this is a string, this is an integer, float, all adds up really to the size of the index and I might say I was saying what what does it matter the index size I have all the space I need right I have I don't know one petabyte of disk drive and I don't really care well we're not talking about really storage storage is not an issue anymore the issue is the IO right because your IO will be slow whether it's an SSD or SSD it's much better than hard drive but you want to minimize those, 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 those precious IOs. Because if an index is large, and when I'm talking large, I mean really large. If you have uh, 500 million rows and you are indexing 10 columns, then the index will be proportionally large to the size. not going to be as large as the actual heap table, but it's going to be large. Large index means... Uh, uh, that 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 data structure won't be able to fit in memory. Now, large indexes won't fit in memory. And if they don't fit in memory, they have to be put in disk. And when they are put in disk, to read and scan the index, you need to go to disk, right? And you need to re read page by page or whatever how number the file system allows you to. And that gives you a finite amount number of index entries to read right so the larger the index columns right the more pages you need to read and that slows down so that's the first thing right it's just the uh, additional uh, ios you want to do because of the increased size another side effect of having many columns again i'm just saying what is the side effect of what you're proposing Rakesh, right having an index on many columns. The side effect is the right amplification that happens as a, as you update your heap table. When you update your heap table, right, uh, you insert a new entry, this index is touching a lot of columns. So any update to an existing row that touches this column will have to update the index. Any new row you insert will have to update the column. Well, it depends if these columns are nulls or not the index might not need to be uh, updated or if you have like a partial index 
where you're only indexing certain where clauses that also might not need an update index but regardless you need to update the index in these particular situations right so that also adds not necessarily to a performance point of view when you're uh, updating the index right it's not slow to update an index right it's just an extra io to the right that is almost negligible yeah it adds up a little bit but uh, in a batch mode that slows things down but it's not it's really negligible when it comes to one-off edits, right? Uh, the 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 side effect really becomes uh, uh, when you uh, when you when you try to bulk update this, right? You're touching the index, and that results in a lot of writes, and that writes, especially in a replication. Uh, uh, environment if you're trying to push all these rights then the bandwidth you know increases and bandwidth increases means more network latency and then when you think about that that's what uber complained about with postgres compared to mysql postgres had way more write amplification compared to uh mysql for example so they went one route you know, to minimize the write amplification because network is precious and, and guys I, this is what i want you to think about Anything you do has an effect, and you don't need anybody to tell you any of this if you understand the fundamentals. And when you actually get this course, you understand the fundamentals. You don't need me. <laughs> it's just because, like, hey, say I can answer any question because, hey, I understand the basics. And you know, once you understand the bare, bare metal things. You can just answer any questions. Just like, oh, because of this, this will result. This will be the result. Right? It's just, it's just cause and effect. Cause and effect. So the, the second question is: Is the query planner smart enough to arrange the filter in order that will be subset of the composite index? Yeah. So for example, if I have a composite index on A, B, C, right? We talked about that. If I have A, B, C, D, the order does matter. I've talked about that in another video. The composite index has to be from left to right. And they will be built from left to right. So if you're searching on, uh, so he, uh, so Rakesh is asking, like, what if I uh, my where clause started with C equal ten and A equal twenty and B equal thirty? It doesn't matter. And is is interchangeable. So uh, planner <laughs> better be smart enough to understand that uh, C equal ten and A equal twenty is the same as A equal twenty and C equal ten. Well, that. When when that includes ors and ands and or, that obviously based on discrete mathematic uh, formulae that changes right right but but just just discrete algebra stuff but when it's l and doesn't matter you can interchangeable so just don't worry about it as long as you actually search for a right if if your stuff is only c and b right and a is not included this won't hit the index right and you probably know this. Is there a best of practice or for the order in which the column or uh, order for composite uh, index be chosen? Uh, this really, there's no best practice, really, when it comes to these kind of things. Like really, uh, if you're if you're querying from uh, the leftmost columns, if you're querying a certain field, and and that field is the lonely field that's being queried. I suggest putting that to the left because just it's all it's all logic at the end of the day, right? Uh, what is the minimum subset of 
filters that you're querying against, put that at the as the left side call, right? You want you so that means you you need to understand the nature of your queries, right? At the end of the day, the nature of your queries are very very critical. Uh, kind of uh, that's why backend engineers have to work with the frontend engineers to know what kind of I guess the frontend engineering don't normally issue backend uh, SQL queries, but just understand how the how the filters how the where calls are being executed. That's why I, I really don't like to use ORMs because they execute just, just abstractly leaking the back end and execute queries that we have no idea. It has a mind of its own, right? It hides the complexity and as a result adds more and more performance penalty that we engineers love to see, right? I just need to see everything. I, I You probably know this from my YouTube channel. I, I really don't use ORMs. I don't like to advise anyone against anything, but if you want to use an ORM, right, use it, but understand how it works. Completely understand how it works. You have to understand complete anything component that you use. You really understand what is it doing. If you're using it blindly just to uh, save you a like, couple lines of code, that's a, in my opinion, that's a bad practice. Never use a code to... Uh, like uh, libraries just so you don't want to write an extra couple line of codes right if you understand that this actually saves you this and you know how it works without it and you can build it without it then yes absolutely i'm fine with it. using an arm or any framework for that matter it's just it just my problem becomes when you don't understand what what this thing is doing it hides a lot of complexity but as a result things leak this complexity leaks to the front end all the time leaky abstraction google that you'll find a, you'll find my video on that topic um yeah so uh, is it a good idea to create an, a single column with a 10 column index it really depends right how big are the columns really how 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 complex are the data types but you can try it and see if it's effective affect you but normally 10 columns is a lot right so if you really understand the queries my guess is you won't need 10 column indexes just because something is in the way clause doesn't mean it has to be indexed right because when you do an and especially the database think about this like let's say if you have if you're doing c equal 10 just saying c equal 10 you just eliminated anything that is not C equal 10, right? But now then because you're using an AND, this also elim eliminates a lot of other rows. So now you're working with a subset of, of, the, of the table, kind of, right? So now if you add to that another filter, A equal 20, then you just eliminated maybe another bunch of rows, right? Think about this. How much rows are being eliminated? If if by here you eliminated, I don't know, by here if you are left with uh, 10,000 rows, I would say, yeah, maybe just add another index, right? Because now this will eliminate it to three rows, right? But if you added these two in the index and you are left with, I don't know, two rows, this is absolutely useless because what two rows is going to be eliminated in one row 
yeah, I rather just jump to the heap and fetch the page and then filter the extra one. Even if it's a thousand, even if it's a fifth, uh, I mean, two thousand, that's okay, right? So understand the statistics of that table. And I think I'll leave it at that, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Enjoy the course. Goodbye.